Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening and watching the Football Betting Podcast. It's me, Tom Pipkin, joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. And we're back with a World Cup knockout round special. We're sponsored by Team Matchbook. As ever, we're going to go through our uh, new Matchbook sign-up offer very shortly. But, Tom, uh, as for today, we're going to reflect on the World Cup so far. We've nearly seen the end of the group stages. We're recording this on Wednesday night because of very busy schedules. So, we've not quite seen the last couple of... um, last couple of group games but uh, we're going to predict what we think is going to happen anyway and then uh, take it from there with the knockouts so first of all Tom thoughts on the World Cup so far uh yeah it's it's good I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying the football for sure uh obviously all the politics and stuff you can never turn a blind eye to and pretend they're not happening just because the football's underway and of course that's always like a a nasty underbelly to any conversations that I'm having with a, a non kind of football diehard. But in terms of the mm. the games, I've really enjoyed them. Obviously, a lot of games nil nil, a lot of games nil nil at half time, as opposed to a regular World Cup. There's been more nil nils in this World Cup already than there has in the last two combined. Um, and yeah, it's 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 stop start, but I have really enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, it, it's it, it's been I'd, I'd say I'd have, I've enjoyed it. It's it's not been my best tournament that I've ever watched. I feel like I've sat for a lot of crap, but yeah, um, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, it has um, been good. There's been some really good storylines: uh, Australia, Saudi Arabia, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Obviously, the group stage coming towards an end, so we're going to get to the, the kind of the games with the most amount of jeopardy, although I suppose, you know, we've kind of had some knockout games already and we're going to have some knockout games in the next couple of days, even though they're in the group stage with uh, with so much kind of on the line for these nations, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but before we properly kick off, uh, let's just touch on our new matchbook sign-up offer that is exclusive uh, for the Football Betting Podcast and for the World Cup period. So it's a double the odds offer. So on our best bet that we put out on Twitter every single day, so for every single every single match, we're putting out um, three, two or three tips uh, for each individual game. One of them is the best bet. So whichever one for each match we give out as our best bet, if you sign up to Matchbook with the code TFBPODCAST, you can get that at double the odds. So for example, if uh, Brazil were 1.5 to win, and we put that as our best bet for the Brazil game, you'd be able to get Brazil at odds of 2.0. So double the odds. Uh, it's a fantastic offer. It's only available through the Football Betting Podcast using the sign-up code TFB Podcast upon registration. So one, make sure you're following us on Twitter at T underscore FB Podcast to see the tips. And two, yeah, jump on those for double the odds on the best bet for each game. Um. But yeah, let's start with um, our right, right picks in our um, okay. overall World Cup preview show. You yeah. picked Brazil, I picked Argentina. Uh, both yeah. still fighting, so that's a good start. <laughs> still in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. A bit more squeaky yeah, yeah. in my case with Argentina than yours with Brazil. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, thoughts on Brazil? You're still confident in them? Yeah, I am. Really confident. So is the so is the market. 
Uh, if we have a look at Matchbook's odds for outright winners at the moment, we're going to read the top five in reverse order. England, 10.5. Spain, 9.6. Argentina and France level at 6.4. And then Brazil, 3.75. So that's quite the jump from France and Argentina to Brazil. You know, they haven't allowed a, uh, a shot on target yet. They obviously, at the time of recording, have another game to play. Uh, but the centre-half pairing that kind of looked a little bit old and maybe a little bit weak, I mean, they've been sensational. And, and Brazil have been, by by my eyes, so far the best team uh, over the two. The, the control that they've had um, has been exemplary, really. Uh, I know against Switzerland, you know, the Swiss made them work for it. They got there in the end, just so many threats and, you know, uh, so many goals and so many... You know, unlikely sources as well, such as Casemiro, you know, if Rafinha, Vinny, Rodrigo, Neymar, Richarlison, if, if they're all not firing, then no problem. Uh, a holding midfielder will bop one in. So, feeling good. Yeah. Yeah, understandably. Um, as for me of Argentina, I feel like I was extremely concerned when they lost to Saudi Arabia because I don't know if it was just me, but they're on this big, what was it, 36 match unbeaten run. I expected yeah. them to arrive as an absolute juggernaut into the tournament um, and be kind of knocking teams like Saudi Arabia and their, you know, Mexico, Poland, putting three, four past some of these teams. Um, mm. It's not been that easy at all for Argentina. Uh, they've got better, I'd say, with each game, but it's not difficult considering where they started. But I feel a bit underwhelmed. Um I've not watched them play as a national side hardly at all. I've only yeah. been going off what I've read. But yeah, I expected them to be a lot better and maybe a lot less reliant on Messi than, than they still mm. are. I totally agree. When, I, when I've watched them in, in the tournament, and again, I want to reiterate your point, Tom. Uh, I watched them, I think, in the finalissima and the final of the Copa America, just because they were the two big games that they happened to be in. Um, but apart from that, I haven't watched a ton of Argentina or Brazil. Just been reading and you know watching and listening to other podcasts, etc. Yeah, they they look so reliant. They look really short for ideas sometimes. Uh, to be honest yeah. with you, it's it's a little bit alarming. Um, whereas I feel like even though Brazil, you know, only just squeezed past Switzerland, they created more chances. They look more free flowing. They look way more creative to me. Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what we have done is we've kind of mapped out our, well, the rest of the tournament, really, um, on our little World Cup predictors. Um, we know what the first kind of half of the knockout games are going to be for the round of 16. Um, we don't know yet because we're recording a little bit earlier what the second half of the, uh, the bracket's going to be. But we've made our best guesses with teams we think will win and the standings as they are now. And the way that I've got it is that I've got Argentina having a cracking run to the semi-final and Brazil mm. an absolute torrid run to the semi-final in comparison. Um, so Argentina will play Australia in the round of 16. We know that, that's done. And then in the quarterfinal, they'll play the winner of the USA and the Netherlands, which for me, you know, that could well be the USA. Um, Netherlands looking far from bulletproof in this tournament so far and you know if you think you could have a run in the knockouts 
round of 16 Australia, quarters USA. What it's a it's a dream run really for Argentina to the semis, and Brazil on the other hand, they could have Uruguay in the round of sixteen and Spain in the quarter final. It's a tough old run that is in comparison. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you know, as a Brazil backer, I'm I'm gonna. I mean, this is kind of being in in bed with the enemy a bit, but I, I've got an Argentina bet on as well each way. So I have uh, <laughs> I've got some. Uh, Got some investment in Argentina as well, so I'm keeping an eye out. But yes, yeah, it's just a way that it all maps out, isn't it? And um, Tom, a quick word on the on the third team that I have money on to win the tournament, and this is a, a segment that you know we might pivot to naturally. Actually, is uh, is England? So I always put money on England to win every tournament that they're in. Uh, obviously, I haven't won too much on those bets in the uh, in the time that I've been legally allowed to gamble. But hey, they're on again, and uh, yeah, as I was mentioning, they are fifth favourites at the moment at ten point five. Uh, the reason I bring them up now, Tom, is because England are quite the opposite. They're on the other side of the draw. Uh, we know that they're going to play Senegal. We know that's going to be a step up from Wales and Iran, maybe a step up from the US as well. That'll be a tough one. But, you know, I don't think it's, it's you know, beyond the realms of possibility to, to see England win that. And then after that, you know, we're probably looking at maybe France. It, is, right. it will be France. Yeah. yeah. Well, I say yeah. it will be France. France against Poland is the confirmed round of 16 tie. So, mm. yeah, we'll play winner of France against Poland in the quarterfinal which is I, I had I, you know not much of an oracle but I'd say it's going to be France really after Poland's performances in Poland, the have, been, so, Poland have been absolutely terrible for, I, I have no yeah. idea how how they are in the last 16 but hey ho Mexico yeah. were bad as well so yeah yeah um so yeah the, we could beat France I'm in my predictor, I've got France to beat us. A bit negative of me, but yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I think France will probably be, be a little bit too good, but um, no, I think, I think we can beat France. To be honest with you, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, okay, I let's talk about let's talk about England, Tom, because we've naturally come on to this point now. Um, how do you assess England's uh, group stage performance? Yeah, very good. Generally. Um, looked to obviously the USA game is the the one that everyone will highlight as being the, the big negative in the group stage so far but you know scored nine goals um, only conceded what two goals I think statistically or according to the FIFA rankings we had a very tough group yeah I, I think we've been good um, Iran were below par Wales were below par but yeah I, I think Seven point five out of ten so far for England. Yeah, I'm really happy to be honest with you. Really, really happy. Yeah, sure, the US game didn't exactly go to plan, but uh, yeah, we're we're unbeaten in uh, in the group. We kept two clean sheets out of the three, and you know, apart from that absolutely crazy penalty decision against Iran, it's it's one goal from open play. Uh, I feel like Maguire and Stones are up there with Brazil for being the best centre back pairing at the World Cup so far. Um, I feel like everything is clicking and, and Southgate has options 
you know, out wide in the creative areas with with Rashford and, and Foden, Grealish, and obviously Saka and Sterling with goals against Iran. And Kane uh, providing the, the assists. I, I know he's not scoring, but, you know, this is 2022. This is modern football, you know. And false nines are, are all the range now, and, and Kane's role is is not that number nine predator. It is to drop in and, and help create and, of course, help score goals as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm hoping for uh, a decent performance against Senegal. I'd like to avoid extra time and penalties, of course. Um, see if we can get it done in the 90 to give the lads a bit more rest ahead of what's likely going to be France in the uh, in the quarterfinal. But, yeah, just wanted your, your thoughts on England. Did you back them? I didn't. I didn't know. But, you know, I could still do it now. They're pretty much the same price as they were pre-tournament. So, True. yeah, might be worth a little tenner or so. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree, mate. Um, I think, you know, if you could have said we'll arrive in the last 16, having wide players all on form, scoring plenty of goals, defence looking pretty solid, um, no jeopardy whatsoever, really, in getting through the group. Uh, I think, you know, everyone would have taken that quite happily. Um, yeah, I think everything's going well for England. So we've um, discussed all of the all of the teams at the top, Tom, apart from Spain. So let me ask you, who is, let's forget you had money on Argentina beforehand. Who is your tip to win the World Cup at right this second? Mine is, mine is still Brazil. Yeah, I'd probably pivot to Brazil at the moment. Mm. Um Sorry, Argentina. Pivot to the enemy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> a team that I have been impressed with and I didn't really give much consideration to pre-tournament is Portugal. Um, yes. They're getting the job done in what could have been a tricky group for them. But yeah, come through it with relative ease. Um, I don't know about whether that says more about how, they, how good they've been or how poor potentially... The opposition have been, i.e., Uruguay underperforming, um, South yeah. Korea underperforming, but no, you know, they've done well. Um, Bruno Ronaldo getting the goals. Um, I actually have in my tournament predictor. I've actually got an Argentina Portugal final. Wow, the way I've mapped. It. Okay, so um, here we go. <laughs> and. And that would be incredible, wouldn't it? A Messi-Ronaldo final to win the Bloody World Cup. Hell. Think of the poetry. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Twitter would explode, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, um, Portugal, Tom, 14.5, by the way, um, if you were wondering, if you wanted a little tinkle on them. Yeah, just looking at the way that I think their tournament will go in terms of the draw, uh, they'll probably play either Switzerland or Serbia in the last 16. I expect them to be both of those sides. Then the quarterfinal, you're looking at probably Germany. Mm-hmm. I expect them to beat Germany as well. And then France or England in the semis. Um, and I could I could certainly see them beating either of those two sides. Mm. Then they're in the final. Yeah, I think they've been good. I think they have been good. Um, I think in my research, maybe I got wrapped up in the whole Ronaldo stuff, maybe a little mm. bit too much. I thought, I honestly thought it might affect things a little bit more. Maybe the players are, you know, kind of frustrated with his behaviour and 
maybe people are kind of sick of him trying to, you know, hog the limelight all the time. And maybe they're just putting it to one side. Maybe they're just carrying on with their football. Maybe they don't care at all. And maybe they think that everyone like me reading into it is an absolute idiot. I don't know. But <laughs> they have played really well. Um, slightly helped out by Uruguay, for sure. And that leads me on to my next topic I want to uh, talk to you about, Tom. And that's who's let you down? Who's So I'll start off with Uruguay. Really thought that they might uh, threaten Portugal for the top of this group. You know, players like Darwin Nunes, Benton Curran, Valverde in midfield. You know, I know he's he's getting on, but Godin at centre-half. And for me, one of the most underrated centre-halves, and that's because he's had a, a couple of tough years with Atletico, uh, Atletico Madrid, is Jimenez. I'm a huge fan of his. I really thought they, mm. they might do a bit better. They've got one more game to play at the time recording, but they haven't scored a goal. Um, that's my pick for somebody who's let us down. Uh, Denmark, obviously, being the, the main one. Is there anyone else who uh, has let you down, mate? Oh, bloody Denmark. They've been shocking, haven't they? I think, Rubbish. like I said before we started recording, the absolutely the turkeys of, of this tournament. <laughs> um, and I mean that as in, they were like turkey in, in the Euros, not as in a bloody Christmas turkey. But <laughs> um, Belgium have been crap, but kind of expectedly a bit crap. Yeah. Um, who else we had here? Uh, I thought we'd get a bit more from like you. You touched on Serbia as well when we were chatting. Um, yeah, Serbia might yet make it through. We don't know yet that that yet at the time of recording, but um, yeah. They're currently sat at the bottom of their group, uh, need a win against Switzerland to get through. So um, if they don't go through, that'll certainly be a disappointment. And yeah. uh, a team that is likely to get through, but disappointing anyway, I think Germany. Um, yeah. Losing to Japan, drawing against Spain, a decent draw in the end against Spain for them. But yeah, really not started the tournament very well at all. Um, yeah. yeah, they're the ones for me. And then teams that... Teams that have surprised you, Tom. Um, I think you, you got to start off with Australia, no? Um, oh, massively. First yeah, time they've ever yeah, qualified for the round of 16. It was like their, their, uh, their win uh, the other day was their first win in 30-something years um, of World Cup matches. And I absolutely roasted them in the preview show. Roasted them. Um, I had a look at the team and they didn't have that Premier League core that they normally have that, you know, has that extra moment of quality that seems to seems to carry them. And maybe that's a, a Premier League bias standpoint from an Englishman. I'm not sure. But um, but yeah, I thought that they would get absolutely slapped around. And it, you know, they took the lead against France, but it looked like that might be the case. It looked like they might kind of just... You know, play their three games, get battered, go home. But they're the story of the tournament so far for me. Yeah, they've done exceptionally well. Um, Morocco, Morocco, another one who have done very well. Uh, drew with Croatia, beat Belgium 2-0. So two games, no defeats, two clean sheets. Uh, they've got Canada tomorrow. I expect them to beat Canada as well, the way they're playing. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're very solid. Um, getting out some excellent results against some decent European sides. And uh, they're a team I didn't really 
have too much hope for in terms of progressing beyond the group stage pre-tournament. Um, so they're impressing. Um, who else we got? Ghana. Here? Ghana were the yeah, uh, Ghana. Ghana. They were the lowest ranked team at the entire tournament. Um, and yeah. obviously, right now they're in the driving seat to qualify uh, as second in the group. Uh, they've obviously got that huge mouth-watering game, which I cannot wait for uh, against Uruguay. The, the kind of Suarez, uh, Asamoa Jan kind of rematch. It is God. The cards bets are going to be coming out for that one, that's for sure. But um, <laughs> but yeah, can't wait for that one. Ghana, I think, deserve a shout out. And honestly, I'm going to give Saudi Arabia a shout out. Result of the tournament for sure, and. I watched every single Saudi Arabia game and I honestly thought they were so unlucky to go out. So, so unlucky. Uh, of course, they missed a penalty against Poland, but they played so well, Tom. They had chance after chance after chance after chance. Just couldn't put it away. Against Mexico, they deserved to lose. Um, but, you know, they if they got a point against Poland or whatever, like everything would have turned on its head and, I, I want to give them a bit of a shout out because I think we were really naive, Tom. Well, the whole world was naive. It's not mine and your fault. The whole world didn't expect anything from Saudi Arabia. They are the classic qualify and get panned team. And um, they yeah. really kind of changed everyone's opinions despite, again, finishing bottom of the group. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's a bit of a just a European thing, um, but... There are teams like Saudi Arabia who have turned out to be a lot better than I thought. Iran, um, yeah, they were much good. better than I thought they were going to be. Like I say, yeah. with Morocco previously, much better than I thought they were going to be. Ghana, yeah, there's a lot of teams that I kind of just looked over in favour of European teams that we know a lot better. Um, and I favour European teams, um, but clearly was wrong to do so in a lot of instances because yeah, man, yeah, some of these teams are good. How did your uh, group winners bets go? Because I feel like I feel like some went to plan and some didn't. Um, so you know, I picked the Netherlands correct. I, I picked the England correct. Uh, I picked Argentina correct. Mm-hmm. And then I yeah. over I overthought it, and I I think I I tried to rely on a France meltdown, and I think I got wrapped up in just kind of overthought it all and, you know, looked at France injuries and, and went for Denmark, who finished bottom of the group. So I don't know how your your four went and if you've got any uh, any good bets riding uh, on the last match day for the other four groups. Uh, well, exactly the same as you. I had Netherlands, England, Argentina and Denmark um, to win Group D. So egg on our faces for that one. Yeah, uh, Still do have a decent one riding, so... Um, I have England, Argentina, Brazil and Croatia to all be group winners in, in a bet. So hopefully Croatia can do the job there because the other three have. Um, good chance of that one happening. Um, Spain, I had them to top the group. Looks like they will. Brazil, I had them to top the group. Looks like they will. And I think I had Uruguay to top Group H over Portugal in second place. And I, that one's not going to happen. Yeah, same here. Um very, very similar stuff. My my back end uh, was Spain, Croatia, Brazil, Uruguay. So very similar to you. Again, I touched on the fact that I thought um, 
Portugal might have a meltdown and have improved wrong dramatically. Uh, okay, so moving forward, Tom, let's talk about the golden boot. Now, my, none of my selections have scored a goal between them, but but I'm not actually that worried. But I'm not actually that worried, and I meant, and I explained to you why earlier. So the top goal scorers at the time of recording are on three: Marcus Rashford, Kylian Mbappe, Enna Valencia, who is out of the tournament, and Cody Gakpo. I feel like that is a low number. Normally someone's bagged a brace uh, here, there and everywhere, maybe got a hattie. Uh, I feel like three feels low and it feels gettable. So I was mentioning to you, Tom, that I've, I've got Vinny Jr. I only need Vinny, you know, who's played a game less than, than these four lads. I only need him to, you know, bag a brace in the next game or, you know, do maybe get a hat-trick in the round of 16 or... You know what I mean? All you need is yeah. is a couple of goals, quick fire, and no one's kind of like running away with it with you know five goals or or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I feel like yeah. whoever you've got, you're still in with a shout, unless like me, you backed Dusan Vlahovic as your outsider at two hundred and fifty to one. He's not played a single minute of World Cup football. <laughs> I picked Messi um, for one of them, so he's still going strong. He's second favourite at 9.2 in the market. He's just sat on two goals, isn't he, at the moment? Should be more um, if he could score his penalties. Yep. Um, Latoro Martinez, I picked. He's sat on 100 to 1, having not scored yet. Hmm. Um, and then I think I picked Harry Kane as well. He's obviously, like we know, not scored at all either. He's currently 46.0 for it. So, yeah, uh, Messi is still my pick. Mbappe's favourite at 4.0. He could win it. Wouldn't surprise me if he did. But, yeah, I'm still going to ride with Messi, I think. Or Richarlison at 10.5 is also kind of tempting. Yeah, so I'm going to read out the the top five from Matchbook so you guys can get an idea of how Matchbook are... uh, uh, looking at this, so uh, Ferran Torres is fifth favourite at 26, Cody Gakpo 15.5, Richarlison 10.5, Messi 9.2, Kylian Mbappe 4.0. Again, Tom, I did look at Mbappe, but as I mentioned, I got wrapped up in the in the France meltdown. Uh, I touched on Vinny Jr. Uh, he was my my big tip that I was really really hot on. Uh, of course, he is on zero, but we'll see how that goes. And then Memphis Depay, um, he was my stat pick. Uh, he was level with Harry Kane in European qualifying, but took way more shots. So I thought he might be a bit more of a go-to guy for the Netherlands. Clearly, I didn't do my homework on uh, Cody Gakpo because it's clearly him. That's the go-to guy. And Depay is the is uh, second fiddle. So I think I'm going to kiss that one goodbye. Uh, with Lajovic, that one was an absolute disaster. But uh, yeah, I'm still going to ride Vinny and just hope that he, you know, grabs a couple. Um, he grabs a couple of goals, you know, in the next game or or whatever. But yeah. I expect Brazil obviously to win it, so I feel like he's going to have plenty of opportunities to to get those goals. 
Yeah, and just going back to our little brackets that we've drawn out in the tournament predictors, you one, you've got to be looking at a player who's going to go far in the tournament, and two, the matches that they're going to play along the way. And mm-hmm. for me, Messi, as we've spoken about, Australia in the next round, potentially the USA in the quarterfinal, maybe the Netherlands. I, th- I think he could score two or three across those two games, um, which would take him to five with a couple of games potentially remaining. And then, uh, Tom, with assists, did you have a... I mean, I've got to read out my um, assist winner just for a, a laugh on uh, on Matchbook. So I'll read out the, um, I'll read out the top three. It's Bruno Fernandes and Andrea Zivkovic of Serbia on two. And then Harry Kane leading the way on three. Uh, I had Philip Kostic to lead the, the way. Um, he didn't start the first first game. He started the last game, looked pretty lively. Um, even, even though goals, it's a similar story with goals. The leaders obviously only got three, but, you know, I was kind of hoping that Kostic and Serbia would do a little bit better. And I'm a little bit underwhelmed with what I see. I don't think their defence is enough for them to to go as far as I thought they might do. I think I had them reaching maybe the quarterfinal, something like that. Yeah. I, I really thought they'd be good. Uh, they're my kind of turkey uh, for for this year, personally, as in the country turkey. Um, but yeah, did you have anyone for the assists? And do you feel like they've got a shout or not? I didn't actually have the assist wrote down before the tournament. I didn't mm. do that one. Probably should have oh, done. Fair enough. But yeah, it doesn't surprise me to see Harry Kane up there. Um, especially, know. we know the way he plays week in, week out um, in the Prem for Spurs, dropping deep, helping set up others and create chances for others. But um, it, I imagine he was decent odds before the tournament. He was decent odds, yeah. It was like, you know, De Bruyne, Messi, you know, all those guys. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, he was, Kane was the top like striker, but um, because didn't he, he got quite a few assists at the last World Cup, didn't he? And uh, I think he got a couple at the Euros as well. So I think um, he was the best kind of price striker or the, the favourite striker yeah. to, to do it. But yeah, they were all midfielders, etc. But hey, who knows? Maybe Filip Kostic and Serbia can get their act together, but I'm not pinning my hopes on it, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, that then. Do you reckon there's anything else to cover? or Not really. Obviously, we just want to reiterate that um, Twitter is the place to be for our daily tips. And as Tom said, we got a double your odds, um, a double your odds sign-up offer at the moment. It's, it's an unbelievable sign-up offer. Honestly, it really is. As Tom mentioned, you know, Brazil take their price. You know, we tip them out as our best bet. Uh, on Twitter, on our amazing graphics that Tom puts together, uh, then obviously that will be doubled when you sign up as a new customer using the code TFB Podcast, as in the Football Betting Podcast. Uh, our Twitter handle is very similar, actually. It's T underscore FB Podcast. And we're also throwing out, you know, a next best and then like a, a goal scorer and stuff. So, Feel free to get involved there. And those of you that have tuned in hoping to get some EFL action, 
that is going to be on Twitter. The World Cup is every four years. The EFL is twice a week, every week for <laughs> 10 months or whatever it is. So we decided to go World Cup focused. We hope you don't mind that. EFL tips will be coming out for those of you looking for your kind of bread and butter. Um, we will be uh, posting those on Twitter probably Saturday morning, early Saturday morning. So uh, get your notifications set and keep your eye out for those. Yeah, um, do, do check out those and get involved with the fun on social media. Like Tom says, if you have enjoyed the show, uh, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we back, we'll be back next week for a proper EFL meat and potatoes, bread and butter pod again. So yeah, stay tuned for that one. Um, and we'll see you. We'll see you there. Any group stage bets you've had on, any tournament outright bets you've had on or still got on or win, please let us know. Show us on social media. We'd love to see them. Um, but yeah, take care, guys. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the tournament. Come on, England or Brazil.